0: Welcome back to His and Hers Movie Podcast. This is episode number 43, featuring a review of the brand new 2020 Brian Bertino-directed horror film, The Dark and the Wicked. I am one half of your host, JP, podcasting out of southwestern Pennsylvania, and joining me tonight on this Thanksgiving Eve that is November 25th is Carly, from Southwest PA as well. How are you doing tonight?
1: I am alright. I am alright. How are you?
0: I'm doing very good. Uh, welcome back to the show.
1: Thank you, buddy. Yes, we are back, and... Yeah, it's technically Thanksgiving now, because it's like midnight 30.
0: But right, I said the so. 25th, but it's technically the 26th right now
1: indeed it is buddy and it's like so it's less than a month till christmas so um yeah uh what have you done this week
0: well buddy funny you should ask so man i had an interesting experience today so today i was checking in a person came to the hotel and um yeah dude uh i'll just kind of be brief i won't go into detail but something that he wanted we couldn't do and he was like really mad about it and he starts mf-ing me all over the place <gasps> and it was just laughable because this guy looked like yosemite sam with gray hair <laughs> instead of red oh no yeah he looked like yosemite sam with with white hair and it was like i i i had to hold back laughing like normally when somebody's yelling at me and cussing at me and stuff um a little taken back and like you know maybe a little nervous that that this is you know because i'm dealing with an altercation but like in this situation i literally was just trying to not laugh because in my own head i'm like i would like smoke this guy like i would just lay him out so quick and like he was shorter than me yeah, I'm pretty small. Oh, no. Yeah. And, you're uh, uh, now. I'm just like laughing. He like walks out, he's like, Fine, I'm gonna go to another motel and I was thinking in my head, like, we're not even a motel. <laughs> and then he's like, you know, I'm telling I'm telling your boss that you refused a hundred dollars and stuff like that, and I'm thinking like, Well, first of all, it was eighty because you argued with me that you couldn't pay more than eighty. So um, you know <laughs> but it was just it was like really funny. I couldn't I couldn't help but, like, bust out laughing when he walked out the door. And then he came back, like, two minutes later and was, like, fine. Really? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I don't like to talk about specifics too much, you know, on, on, a, on a show. But right. it was... It, the thing that he was mad about was so small and stupid and, like... It was just policy and he was just, like, making a huge deal out of it. And, like, I've never been trained to like this. And I'm just, like oh my god man (laughs) like some people dude like I don't know I just don't act like that ever you know what I mean I'm just not that type of guy to like feel so entitled
1: yeah it's funny how they always come back too like Mm -hmm. if I I flipped out on an employee like I don't ever want to come back again and then they just go out to their car and they're like alright I guess there's no other motels around here and then walk back in like Mm -hmm. that's funny it's stupid. People are stupid.
0: So, um besides that, this week I've actually been I, I, I okay. I was a podcast junkie at one point in my life. I listened to four or five podcasts a day back in when I was working at the old place. And you know, not not even back when I was working at the old place, but when I was working at that place and doing the position that I was before my last position so a while ago and I and also when I went to the gym I still listened heavily but lately I haven't been listening at all like I've basically listened to like one or two shows a month and it's kind of sad because podcasting was listening to podcasts was such a big hobby of mine but I never liked doing it for some reason i don't like doing it driving which is when most people do it i'd rather listen to music or like an audiobook or sports radio usually but man i mean i use i used to listen to so much podcasts like other ways usually when i'm multitasking either when i'm playing a game or when i'm at the gym or when i'm working those were my three favorite places to listen to podcasts mainly when I was working because I felt like I was getting paid to do something I liked (laughs) (laughs) um and there was at one point I would listen to like I said four or five shows a day sometimes like you know I mean some of the longer shows I, I would listen to like a four hour exploding heads in one day you know and and another show usually but over the past couple months maybe even year maybe even longer my listening has dropped so significantly and it's kind of sad i kind of miss it a little bit so i started listening to some podcasts again and mainly because i got the new call of duty and i've been playing the zombies mode a lot i really love that mode and it's so much fun it's easy to play and stuff so that's probably what i'm gonna do after we're done here even though i should be watching movies
1: watch
0: the move uh but i'm probably gonna play zombies and listen to podcasts and uh i've been listening i've been binging two shows really right now and i just wanted to talk about them real quick because it's it's one of the one of my favorite shows right now and one of the one show is called horror movie weekly and now this show is ran by Jay of the Dead, who I've always really liked. I mean, he's been around in the podcast circle for years. Uh, he's influenced people like Watson and, uh, honestly me, um, even though I never really said it. Uh, but I've always liked him. He has this very smooth, nice voice that I always find appealing. Um, he's very, he's always, you know, it's it's almost like it, I, I, he's given 22 Shots a shout out before, um, after I reached out to him and told him that I really dug his show and stuff like that, and I was a podcaster too, this was like years and years ago, and I'm almost like embarrassed to even let people know that I'm on 22 Shots, (laughs) not because I'm ashamed of it, because I am very, very proud of it, it's just, it's so not PC, and like, we say, like, I mean, I don't really say that much, but Jeremy is kind of a, a foul-mouthed little guy and, and moods every once in a while says something, uh, not, not too flavorable. Um, (laughs) and, uh, so it's, and whenever you're talking to people who are like much more professional, it makes me like, like, even though my show is, is, you know, big as, is their show or like, you know, around the size, like we're pretty established and have an established audience. Uh, and even make, you know, some some money off the show, so, uh, you know, I'm not, like, some, like, nobody or anything, but I just, it's, like, I feel embarrassed, not necessarily embarrassed, because I'm not embarrassed about anything, but I just, I'm, like, worried that, like, his audience, uh, like, when he gave me that shout out a long time ago, I was like, oh, I didn't really want that, because, um, you know, I, I assume his audience is a bit more of the intellectual type (laughs) <laughs> and they hear Jeremy dropping that that the f word the the non four-letter one and uh you know I don't know it's it just it throws me off but anyway I don't know why I went into that tangent um but he's he's always been like this really professional podcaster and I, I've always liked his shows um and I know of his shows because it was this very, the second podcast i ever heard was um like called like the, the all his names are like the same like i just said this one's called horror movie weekly um the another one was like weekly horror movie podcast and horror podcast week you know all these different variations of that so i, I never know which one i'm talking about but <laughs> the very very old one in like 2011 um i started listening to that show and he had a co-host on there named bill shetty and even back then dude i thought this guy was ridiculous with his opinions like i just i i i completely would disagree like all the time with him like so much and it was hilarious and uh so jay of the dead was on one show called like horror movie podcast or something and it was it's a it's a really good show it's been around for probably as a little longer than 22 shots um and it, it was a, it was a really good show i uh, loved it and um th- they had it's so funny you know how like we have this community of like me you exploding heads moods Derek, yes. like all them well yes. those guys have their own community it's like Greg mortis from land of the creeps and dr shock from land of the creeps and movie the horror movie podcast and jay the dead and bill shetty and uh lady phantom and and hatchet and um all these people so they, they have like their own circle of of podcasts and stuff so it's like weird because there's like these different um communities out there Yeah,
1: like different lunch tables
0: right and um the reason i brought them up is because i was listening to an episode and they shouted out dave z and and watson um and they were uh watson and dave z did a show with jay uh, and mm. jay has a few podcasts he has horror movie weekly and he has um what do you call it uh considering the cinema and uh i think considering the sequels um all the shows he, he all the shows <laughs> have like uh very simple names but they're they're to i i like his reasoning you know they're to the point it's like it mm-hmm. is what it is um but the one and well i'm not gonna lie search optimization it, if you have a podcast called horror movie podcast I mean come on (laughs) search optimization you type what does people google horror movie podcast right like they're looking for a horror movie podcast boom that one's gonna come up but anyway so I uh I was listening to them and I started thinking back to like why I got into podcasting and why I started listening to podcasting and it was because of a lot of those guys, like, I remember hearing, um, you know, Jay and Bill Shetty's show, and Land of the Creeps, and, and a show that I loved, that is now defunct, but, uh, it was called Terror Troop, and Terror Troop, um, had a guy named Boss, Boss Butcher on there, and I actually podcasted with him before, I, I had a short-lived solo cast, uh, it wasn't a solo cast, but it was a, it was a spinoff cast from 22 Shots, called A Double Shot, and, uh, I had Boss on as a guest one time and it was really awesome. It was like one of the first, you know, podcasters that I didn't know that I worked with. And uh I was thinking about all these shows that I used to listen to while listening to Horror Movie Weekly and it just brought back so much like flooding memories of nostalgia and made me really into podcasting for for a minute there where I was just like, dude, I, I need to like podcast and i was like wait i do (laughs) and i was like looking forward to like the shows i had coming up and stuff and and i was like really wanting to listen to shows again i I started um thinking about how many shows there are and it's just crazy now that like even if you wanted to listen to everybody's show there's no way you could yeah uh so uh, horror movie weekly um after jay left uh horror movie podcast or one of those iterations of that that show's still going with, uh, I think, um, the, uh, oh, uh, the other crew, and then one other guy came on, I can't remember his name, but, uh, it's funny, one of the guys on there, uh, I've talked to, like, once or twice, um, is it Wolfman Josh? I can't remember what his name is, uh i mean i haven't listened to that show in a long time either and i I really used to love that show but he uh he's actually a survivor fan and you know that i'm a huge survivor fan so that i I used to like follow him tweet and stuff about survivor and stuff and i was like that's dope um but uh, i think dr shock's on that show too he's another really really good podcaster and so i was listening uh i'm listening to his jay of the dead shows and, and bill shetty and stuff and at, when jay left that show he started horror movie weekly uh so i i knew about it i think watson had told me that jay was doing that because I, I think i was telling him how i, how I stopped listening to um horror movie podcast or whatever the hell it's called after jay left and because he was always my favorite and then uh and I didn't, I, it's not that I thought the show was worse or anything, it was just different, and then I was just, also just happened to get involved in, in life, and different things happening, you know, I had a weird last year and stuff, so I just, I just kind of stopped going to the gym, stopped, uh, you know, because they all closed down with COVID and stuff, and just stopped listening to podcasts, so it was, like, partially because Jay left, and partially because it was just, you know, not, something i was list, doing at the time was listening to shows but I, i'm gonna go back to that one too um anyway so he left that show and watson told me yeah Jay started a, another show with bill shetty and i was like wait bill shetty's back because even though i told you i disagree with bill shetty more than like any other human usually mm-hmm. i still find him to be one of the most interesting and fun to listen to podcasters out there and that's the beauty of criticism is and 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 actual people like me and the people that i i do shows with and stuff and you like i don't care if somebody doesn't like a movie mm-hmm. i just want to hear why and if they can articulate it and uh, articulate and explain why they don't like it a, a movie Even if I disagree and think that their reasons might be BS, I still love to hear a good, funny, or, you know, well thought out, uh, reason why they don't like something. And he just cracks me up, dude. Like, I'll be listening and you don't know how many times they'll announce the next movie and I'll be like, oh, Bill Shetty's gonna hate this. And then he'll like it. Or I'll be like, I'll be like, uh, Bill Shetty's gonna love this one. And then he doesn't like it. You know, um like I think it was a terror fire. like I expected Bill Shetty to love that movie he didn't um he oh. picked Tusk I expected him to hate it he loved it he picked Leprechaun Returns I expected him to hate it and he loved it and I was like what the hell because I can never gauge that guy but it's so fun to listen to and I just I just have been having a blast I've been blasting through their backlog because I started listening when the gyms were still open back in like February and, and early March uh, and i think they were pretty fresh they, they weren't too many episodes in i don't think mm-hmm. and then um i think i was current and then i pretty much fell off since then i've I've been catching up now i think i'm in like july or something in their their releases so i've been catching up on that show absolutely loving it um it's a very fun show they they do one movie i was telling you about it because i wanted to turn you on to listening to it Uh, they do one movie and it's in the last five years. Um, So it's pretty fun format. So uh, the cool thing about that is I'm hearing them review movies that I've watched for the most part, you know, and then they do a lot of 2020 stuff too, which a lot of them are ones that I watched or ones that I'm thinking about watching. So it's helping me with my 2020 prep as well. If they mention a good movie, then I'm going to check it out. Um, but it, it's a it's a really good show. I've been heavily listening to it. And the coolest thing happened. They basically, uh, in, I don't know, a couple months ago, like August or something, um, on one of the episodes, they uh, Bill Shetty announced that him and I believe his girlfriend or wife, Lady Phantom, who's the other host, started a new show. So they started a show called Movies in 4K. And this is a podcast that is entirely 4k they're only reviewing 4k and they're not just you know reviewing the movie um but they're also reviewing the 4k disc and they're telling you is it worth the extra five or ten dollars you would spend to upgrade a 4k um uh, upgrade from the blu-ray or dvd to the 4k disc uh and you know me i've i recently upgraded to 4k maybe a year ago or something so this is like a really cool interesting podcast that nobody else is doing i don't think anybody else is doing a a podcast like that right now so i've been i've been going back and forth i've been listening to like two episodes of horror movie weekly and then two episodes of movies in 4k and it's been it's been awesome that show's really fun too Um, and it's a little bit more technical they're talking a little bit more about The technical aspect of the picture quality and the audio quality and um, you know the if the film pops off the TV you know like 4k does and stuff so that's been fun and they're they're covering um, all movies it's not just horror which is interesting because I only buy horror films until I got 4k and now I buy pretty much any 4k that I'm interested in and I do have a a handful of non-horror titles so it's been fun to hear what they talk about and what discs are worth getting and what discs aren't worth getting as a 4k um consumer myself it helps out so um that show's really fun too but basically i guess i just unintentionally gave a, a shout out to these guys so i guess i'll put the links to their podcast in the description down below uh you can check out um either of those shows movies in 4k and uh horror movie weekly on like all the pod podcast apps and stuff like i listen on spotify so they're on spotify and if you're on spotify you're probably on all the major ones i think they are but yeah buddy i think you should check out that show be or both. well maybe not movies in 4k um i mean you can check it out because they still do review the movie and maybe you could be interested in the horror ones but Horror Movie Weekly is a super fun show, and it's one of my favorite podcasts right now. I've liked these podcast hosts for almost a decade at this point. Uh, 2011 was when I first heard of them, and I've I've followed the various different things they've done, uh, both um, loosely and closely, throughout the years. And honestly, I haven't had many interactions with them. But I will say, I did leave them a, uh, a badly written, because you know me, I'm horrible at writing things, uh, comment over on uh, BillSheddy.com telling them how much I like the 4K podcast and, and how I got involved listening to them and stuff like that. So that is, uh, you know, <laughs> it, it was a I've pre- read back and I was like, I sound like such an idiot. I, I'm bad with punctuation. I'm like, you know.
1: <laughs> should have let me proofread it a little bit. I should have.
0: I should have. Um, and I did it on my phone so it was like, you know, so oh, no. screen and I'm just you like.
1: You probably used the wrong your a whole bunch I didn't use the wrong your you, you always you never have used the right your ever at least I don't say er er you are you oh yeah you're yeah
0: that's stupid yeah I hate when people use that one but yeah um so yeah dude if 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 any of the listeners out there want a different show to listen to uh, definitely check out those two shows um if you're only interested in the horror stuff uh horror movie weekly is perfect uh they get into they, they, they see they get into some battles on the, those shows dude and it's hilarious because that's something that i've always been into like i I've, i mean you know i come at you twisted all the time
1: yeah like a bitch kid
0: yeah and i come at you and i'm like why why how could you give it that or like why do you like that and you're like you know yeah, i fluster you and uh i i've always no, done I that want my own. <laughs> and maybe maybe the reason i've done that all the time is because of the battles they used to have on all their shows so maybe subconsciously uh that influenced me into having those sort of opinions where you listen to some podcasts and there's they, they don't want to they don't want to like disagree with anybody you know what i mean That they're too they're so cordial that it's like they won't question somebody's thinking on something um i'm not that you know that i'm not um and, yeah but uh, you're not either <laughs> yeah. but let me let, let me ask you did i sell you on that show at all
1: yeah i mean i do want to check it out but like you said it's so hard to keep up on any pods like how many eps are there to this pod?
0: Well, they've done um horror movie weekly does one a week as you can tell by the title. Oh, okay. And they have been doing it a little over a year, I think. So they have at least fifty some episodes. Oh, so like us, kind of. Yeah, yeah, because we're that we're a fairly newer show too. Yeah. But um the 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 thing that you'll probably appreciate which is so not what i do on 22 shots is their shows are short they're usually an hour to an hour and 15 minutes mm-hmm. so you can blast through them like i listened to like six yesterday
1: yeah i do like that like i like um 22 shots format and stuff like that but it's nice when if i'm trying to binge a show i can just get through it really quick yeah, it's like so an hour and
0: a half. Right now they're at 65 episodes. Uh, okay. The latest one they did was Ma, which you love.
1: I do, yes.
0: Yeah. So just just to list off like their last couple Ma, Yummy, uh, which is 2020, Under the Skin, uh, Pet Cemetery 2019, Hellfest, Bills of And Jigsaw. Cool. And Open 24 Hours, which we covered on here. Actually, a, a few of the films we've covered on here, they covered Black Water, no, Base. But you,
1: buddy, um, we covered but buddy, hmm. We covered 12 Hour Shift.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
1: You said Open 24 Hours.
0: Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> um, Becky, which we've covered. Yes. The Furies, which we covered on Netflix and Chill, I believe. Yes. Uh, the Boy 2, which we've covered, which Ooh. they really liked. Which I was really? really
2: shocked
0: on. Yeah, I, mean, I never I know what the hell maybe. they're gonna like, dude. Like Jay's usually pretty predictable and I usually line up with Jay most, but sometimes he gets it wrong too. He he's off base with some things. Um like he was complaining about something um the other day. Oh, it was knock knock. They were talking about knock knock and um he was complaining a little bit about Keanu Reeves and how um you know, he was not you know a little not not to you know he was a little to blame for what happened and stuff like that too I don't think I had it I forget what what the issue I had with what he was saying was but I I could explain it away whatever it was um but anyway that goes besides the point usually I agree with Jay Bill Shetty um I usually don't agree with ever but I've noticed in this podcast I've I've agreed with him a lot more than I ever have and Lady Phantom is hit and miss, like, she's sort of in the middle, sometimes I agree with her, sometimes I don't, um, and she's, she cracks me up too, because some of the stuff, like, if she really likes a movie, she can explain any, uh, explain away any problem that the movie has, like, even stuff that you're like, oh, oh, clearly she would think that they're right about this, and she just explains it away, so she really sticks to her guns really funny um and uh yeah okay so i mean sorry for giving a huge review of their show but I, I i that's what i've been doing this week i've been listening to i probably listened to 25 episodes of between those two shows this week
1: cool very cool and yeah i mean i've been listening to Podcast more as well. I've been kinda of listening to them at work more often than not again. And uh kinda of just what I like to do is I'll have three shows and I shall like rotate between those three if I'm trying to binge a show. So I've been going through Banana Laser, which is Dave Z's and uh Matt Wessel's old show. I think it's Bazelle. It's Wessel and that became a joke. Nobody, that, it's Wessel. no the wazelle is like it's a joke because they were all stupid and thought his name was wazelle but it's really boring i think it's
0: wazelle because i said when i when i had him on the show on the trivia thing that i never put out i called him matt wazelle
1: well yeah everyone calls him that he's not going to correct you
0: um i think you're wrong but okay
1: no i'm not wrong (laughs) Dude, okay, Dave, everyone listens to this. If if I'm wrong, then I feel stupid, and I shall delete this whole episode. If I'm not, you are stupid, and we shall keep the episode up. <laughs> anyway, um, no, but I, I've been listening to their show, and it's only about 50-some eps, I think, is all they ran, and I'm already up to the thirties, so that's cool. And I've been going through Cut to the Chase as well, which I'm almost cut, caught up with. Um, I think that show just keeps on getting better dan and Lacey are really entertaining and they always have entertaining guests on um i believe you were supposed to do an ep with them but did not
0: well it wasn't my fault they canceled on me like three times
1: oh they canceled on you i thought that was your fault
0: no uh i was supposed to do um leprechaun returns which is right. funny enough because i just mentioned that which i love yeah. i do love leprechaun returns it's really fun and B- bill shetty was right leprechaun three is the best one i can't believe you like those though because it just didn't seem like you would um, but yeah, I love Leprechaun.
1: Yeah, those Leprechaun episodes were fun though, that they did on cut to the chase. Um, but yes, yeah, so I've been listening to that, and then I have you been to listening your... to
0: Twenty Two Shots?
1: Yes, I was going to say I listen to your show whenever it drops, but it's like, you know, it doesn't drop all the time. So it's like I have time to listen to those other shows, and then I spend three years listening to your show, and then I listen to Exploding Heads as well, and those are kind of like the four that I keep going back. Uh, like I rotate pretty much right now, and then when I like when I finish Banana Laser, for example, I shall delete that and then find another show. So maybe. Well, I just gave you one. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yes.
0: Yes, Horror Movie Weekly. Check it out. Um, I will. I, I I think I think you'll <clears> really <throat> like it. It's a lot of fun.
1: All right, I shall.
0: Okay. Uh, anything else that you did this week?
1: Uh, not really. I mean, I went bowling with my friend. Kaylee again. We want Cosmic Bowling. Um Bowling's fun, but then when you get, like, to, late, like, because we do Unlimited, and by the time you're on, like, the fifth game, it's just like, I don't feel like doing this anymore. But when I get strikes, I'm happy. <laughs> what? what? What's funny? I got three strikes in a row, dude.
2: Okay. Congratulations. You're a badass.
1: I know! I don't get what you're laughing at, but anyway. That's what I pretty much did. I did that on saturday and um that's basically it i've been kind of just watching movies and building a puzzle which you keep hating on me for because you feel that it should be done in one day and that's not how puzzles work buddy they take time but it's a pretty cool looking puzzle that i'm concerned doesn't fit on the table that i'm building it on but anyway uh so i've been doing that and that has been that has been my life
0: okay so with that said let's get into some what we watched and uh i believe it is my turn to go first so what is the last film that i reviewed last week since i never remember
1: yeah you're dumb uh you reviewed Eleven, Twenty Two, Sixty Three, and jason x last
0: okay so kind of a short week here i didn't really watch a ton i've been stupid xbox has been taking up my time right Um, so we did the Italian Horror Month Week 3 over on 22 Shots, which that episode should be out, it's out on Patreon now, and it'll be out for the public tomorrow or Friday, I think.
2: Oh, no. Uh,
0: so yeah, the director for Week 3 was Alberto DiMortino. Uh, we did a triple feature of 70s horror films. The first one was The Killers on the Phone, which is from 1975 and I can tell you right up front or no it's not from 75 I wrote 75 but I don't know when it's from um I actually I must have made a typo on that because that's the first movie we did but the second movie is from 74 so it couldn't be right uh oh it's 72
1: Seventy-two.
0: Yeah, seventy-two. We missed. We didn't watch this one when we were prepping prepping for seventy-two.
1: Apparently, I did not watch a lot of seventy-two moves.
0: Right. Uh, the killer is on the phone. Uh, well, this one was kind of hard to find too, and uh. it's not really, really a horror film. It's like sort of more of a mystery with some horror elements.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But we have uh, basically a woman has amnesia. She uh, can't remember that her husband was killed. Um, and she slowly starts regaining her memory, uh, she finds out that her husband was killed by a hitman, and now that hitman's after her. And I thought it was a complete dud. Uh, the story and plot do not make a lick of sense, it is filled with so many plot holes that I couldn't believe the guys on 22 Shots came in as high as they did even though they only came in at like fives i was at a two out of ten
1: was the killer on the phone a lot
0: one time he was on the phone (gasps) he called one time he didn't even say anything wow buddy yep uh the second film was the antichrist from 1974 Uh, what do you think this movie is
1: um you know from my um experience i believe this is much of an exorcist ripoff
0: did you see my review
1: no i just am intelligent
0: <laughs> uh yeah it is a exorcist ripoff uh with a little bit of rosemary's baby thrown in for um to spice things up a little bit and honestly it's a pretty good exorcist ripoff uh, i actually really enjoyed this movie um it's italian obviously for italian horror month directed by alberto di martino and it's it's pretty good and uh it takes a little while to get going but once by the end even though the end is kind of beat for beat a lot of what the exorcist was it's still pretty cool uh and there's some good effects and the lead really goes for it so honestly like pretty solid exorcist ripoff i think i gave it a seven out of ten cool and from one ripoff to the next from 1975 alberto di martino's holocaust 2000 and this one was sort of an omen ripoff Uh and it's basically about this guy who's like a big oil tycoon and wants to build these oil things out in like the desert or whatever, and uh they believe that um they find some like hieroglyphics and stuff that prophesizes the end of the world and the Antichrist and stuff and then um yeah, kind of like an omen ripoff. It was also pretty good. I gave that one a six and a half out of ten. And that was it for Alberto DiMartino um so then we have uh extracurricular which was a 2018 movie but got a wide release in 2020 i got this one as a patreon review from a listener on 22 shots and i kind of looking at the cover i kind of thought it was going to be garbage but i actually really liked this movie i thought it was super good basically about these four high schoolers who are killers Think of like tragedy girls, but with no comedy or like social media shtick. That sounds cool. Yeah, and it actually got pretty violent in the end, and a little a little like mean spirited. I didn't really think it was gonna go that way. They play it pretty straight face, and I really enjoyed that one. I almost wish I would have watched. I I almost want to watch it again because you ever start a movie and you're just like you're being a hater and you think you're not gonna like it and this was a title that i had to watch and also i didn't know it was a 2020 movie or else i would have been more interested in seeing it Mm -hmm. and okay we watch a ton of movies for the prep uh top 10 at the end of the year right so we we usually i hit around 75 somewhere around there i've watched more i've watched less but usually around 75 so whenever a new year comes like in 2021 i'm not going to be interested in 2020 movies at all Mm -hmm. and not even 2019 movies because the way that i look at it is if if the movies were good and i never heard of them that i would have heard of them so if a movie came out in 2019 that's good and i didn't hear and i didn't hear of it then i would be surprised usually because I've watched so many that I feel like I've watched most of the good ones and then if I didn't watch all the good ones I'd at least heard of the good ones. So when I saw 2018 on a movie called Extracurricular never heard of it and I didn't see it before even though I watched 75 movies from 2018. I just figured okay this one's gonna be not good but Mm -hmm. the reason I didn't hear of it or see it is because it wasn't out yet it didn't come out until 2020 so if i wouldn't known that going in i might have been a little bit more interested in checking it out but i was kind of being a hater and the cover didn't do anything for me and it started and i wasn't focusing 100 percent on the movie so i may have missed some of the the early dialogue maybe like the first 10 minutes or so um but i really got into it after that Mm -hmm. so uh i gave that one an 8 out of 10
1: i shall check it out uh
0: and then i watched jolly roger massacre at cutter's cove from 2005 and this was another patreon watch that i got from derek actually and this is a Survive five uh listeners who might be new uh of course survive 05 is prep for our 2005 top 10 show so we just mentioned that we do a top 10 of the end of the year 2020 we also do one or two retro years every year so last time it was 1991 which that show on 22 shots is out top 10 of 1991 and next is 05 which we picked them at random so we drew 05 mm-hmm. which i've slowly been dipping into 05 this is only my seventh watch and uh <laughs> yeah this one is about these young adults who open like a treasure chest and release a pirate killer slasher. (laughs) So yeah, he's walking around slashing people and stuff like that. It's kind of stupid. From the same director who directed Mosquito, which I love from 1994, Mm -hmm. Um, it's not good at all, but I didn't hate it. I gave it a 3 out of 10, but I enjoyed watching it nice Uh, the next thing I watched was Challenger the final flight from 2020 I'll be brief on this one because I told you about the whole damn thing on the ride home today right yes Uh, (laughs) um, it's a mini series on Netflix about the Challenger space shuttle disaster uh, where seven people died Uh, pretty tragic Uh, the probably the thing that hits you the most that they focus on a lot was the teacher who was part of the mission and that you know tugs at the heartstrings a lot and then I'd say the other big takeaway was how avoidable this disaster was like it the way the Netflix doc shows it is it's pretty clearly um, a complete lack of confidence on NASA's part that caused this which is unfortunate I didn't think the documentary was overly that good I didn't feel like it needed to be four hours long uh, so I just gave it a 7 out of 10. But Netflix usually kills it with these. This one was just okay for Netflix standards. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last movie I watched was Severed from 05, which is part of the Survival 5, number 8. Uh, Forest of the Dead, which basically follows a couple of loggers and a couple of protesters who are trying to stop these loggers and the the people who own the logging companies the father who owns it his son goes there to like figure out what's going on too basically there's like some tree sap that turns people into zombies and it's a zombie movie it was okay uh it wasn't anything special it was an indie zombie film didn't rewrite you know reinvent the wheel here with that just standard zombie fare Uh, i didn't think it was overly great didn't think it was overly bad thought it was okay i gave it like a 5.5 or a 6 out of 10
1: you'd be watching trash
0: well that that was a patreon pick too oh uh,
1: people yes. be giving you trash yeah
0: they've been making me watch trash
1: yeah so that's all your moves
0: uh yeah i did start the craft legacy um but i have about a half hour left of it so i won't review that this week but i will just mentioned i did start it and i didn't think it was as bad as people were making out to be it's not as good as the original craft by any means but i was not minding it it's kind of a i can kind of see why people don't like it because it really is like a teen girl movie yeah
1: it looks like it but we'll sometimes
0: see. i have an in, inner teen girl in me because i grew up watching the grassy <laughs> <Cringe. laughs> yeah um so yeah all right all right you're up well
1: it is my turn. Oh, do you need I...
0: batteries, by the way?
1: What? You just asked for batteries the other day!
0: I know, but my controller's about to die and I need more batteries.
1: Dude, you used all those batteries? You gave me two batteries. I gave you five.
0: My pet must have stole them then.
1: Buddy, like, listen, I just bought myself more batteries because so I you gave do you all the batteries!
0: Then. You do have batteries then?
1: Yes, but I'm I'll not be over
0: some... right after the show for them.
1: You can have some of them. I will take the whole
0: thing, and I will, and I will be happy.
1: No, I won't be. What if I run out of battery? I will
0: buy you more tomorrow, or not tomorrow, the next day, because everything's
1: closed tomorrow. I need them now. No. All right, dude, you suck. Um. Okay, so first up, as per my survive oh five, I watched a lot of movies. How many 05. do you have? What do you mean, like moves I watched? Yeah. You're taking Why forever. Do you- Dude, I just started. This isn't funny anymore. <laughs> Why? Because it's not funny. You, it's a
0: reoccurring joke.
1: It's not but it's if you do it every episode, it's like gets old. <laughs> How many okay. do you have? Uh like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, god. Oh god and you tell me to. don't you Damn. wait a minute. This guy tells me to watch the move every night. I'll be building my puzzle, like, really calm and peaceful, listening to a podcast. And then you call me and, like, ruin my day by being like, what movie are you watching tonight? And I'm like, I don't really... I'm not doing one tonight. I don't feel like it. And you're like, why? And I, I just don't feel like it. And you're like, why? But then you, you play video games all day and then you steal my batteries. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway... As per my Survive 05, we have 2001 Maniacs, a movie that I used to think came out in 2001 because of the title. But anyway, 2001 Maniacs with Robert England. Did you think Sanchez.
0: House of a Thousand Corpses came out in a thousand?
1: No. <laughs> Don't miss. Shut up, dude. It's not, th- I thought it was just a play on, Cause isn't there a movie called 2000 Maniacs or something?
0: No, there's a film called 2000. 2000- maniacs
1: yeah that's this movie
0: oh i think there's one called 2002 maniacs
1: whatever okay anyway um so yeah this movie's about like a group of college student friends who are it's it's a remake this movie Mm -hmm. are you sure
0: uh pretty sure
1: i thought it was like okay what okay i
0: see um i think it's a remake of the herschel gordon lewis film um mm. it might be a different name oh no it is um it's called oh yeah <laughs> it's uh from 1964 herschel gordon lewis called 2000 maniacs
1: yeah that's what i'm ta- i thought that was like a joke i didn't think it's an actual remake yeah Oh, I thought that was like a play on that title. Cause they they're like, we're going to call it 2001 Maniacs. And I you, thought... You know my favorite
0: moves. scene... What? In uh, 2000 Maniacs? 2001 Maniacs? What? Is the cameo from Justin.
1: Oh, yeah. Do you it's know what funny. I'm talking about? Yes, I know what you're talking about. I'm about to say that it's funny because I saw this movie... Several times when I was younger, and then you used to be like, "Oh, Justin's in that movie, and he's in Cabin Fever also. It's so funny, it's so great." But I didn't know what you meant because it'd been so long since I've seen this. So rewatching it, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is that movie where Eli Roth is randomly in it for a second, and it's the same character."
0: So. Yeah, that's super cool because he's like, <laughs> he produ- Eli Roth produced this
1: movie. Oh okay.
0: Yeah, so it makes sense why he's in there, like, as a little cameo, but... Doesn't he, like, throw an armadillo at him or something?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure... Yeah, I watched this, like, a week ago. He's, like, doing some weird... He he just comes on in the middle of the road, and then I think they're gonna, like, let him go with them. And then they're like, we were just kidding! And then they drive away, and he's like, oh, man! But, uh... No, but but anyway... Hold up,
0: uh, the only thing else I remember is there was a horse that pulls off all four of the person's limbs does that yeah. happen in there yeah yeah okay and uh robert england lynn Shea is in here totally forgot lynn Shea was in this
1: yes that's what i was going to say when i originally started to talk about it
0: oh and the sequel is named 2001 maniacs field of screams which um has bill mosley i've
1: never seen it me neither Okay, so yeah, it's a it's a fun movie. You know, it's not a great movie by any means, but I think it's a lot of fun and I think it's got some fun cool kills in it and uh Robert England is solid in it and I like I just like the um setting. It seems like very common type of thing these types of movies where like it's a group of college kids and they get like derailed. I think they were going to like the beach or something for their friend's beach house and then they wind up in this strange town with all these weird people goofy like southern people and then uh they think it's like all fun and games and then those people are bad and I thought I think it's cool it's a fun movie like I said I used to watch this one um a little bit when I was younger probably around when it came out and I always dug it and it's been years since I revisited it so yeah I thought it was cool I think it's like seven out of ten territory um so not a bad move then after that I watched White Noise, as per my Survive 05. Have you seen White Noise?
0: Um, I may have. See, all those weird movies that came out at that time, White Noise, the others, like, all those weird movies that all felt the same to me, Dark Water, stuff like that. Mm. I just wasn't into those movies.
1: Yeah, was, I, I used to like... Star of Echoes. Echoes. That's what I was going to say. I got used to get those two confused, this one and Star of Echoes. Which, that one came out in 2000, so... But... uh Yeah, White Noise, it is basically, like... You could lump it into all of those. Um, I remember not really liking this one when I was younger, but uh watching it this time, I kind of dug it. It has Michael Keaton in it, which I... I, I I've i come to be a fan of him. I think he... I, I like him in pretty much every movie that I've seen him in. He's a cool, interesting dude, so... Batman. Uh, but it's about him and his wife, uh disappears and then turns up dead and uh you know he's really grief-stricken he has a son that he has to take care of and everything and uh he runs into this guy one day who's like oh i can hear your wife talks to me and you know at first michael pean's all pissed about it and then he sees signs and starts believing it so he goes to the guy's house and basically starts trying to contact the dead through like these tv things and audio and it's essentially white noise so um this time I really enjoyed it I thought it was pretty good it had some creepy moments to it and uh it just kind of felt nostalgic honestly even though I didn't really like it back then but watching it it's like there's certain aspects I remember and uh I definitely had a better time with it this time around so um I actually gave this like an eight out of ten I think it was kind of high up for me so that is white noise and then as per my survive five i watched tamara this was a first time watch for me tamara and it's tamara T- it's, it's stupid <laughs> like don't uh, okay, like don't make names that like can be spelled the same way but be pronounced different it's stupid because i think of tamara maori when i think of this name yeah but, but what
0: Tamera. about dude you're the one to talk your name's carly
1: there's no other way to say Carly. It's yeah, just Carly. C
0: A R L E E. Carly. C A R L
1: I. Just Carly.
0: Yeah, but you just spell it, it different. four different ways.
1: I'm saying that the, the it's more it's annoying cuz this name is spelled like the way it's spelled, but there's different ways you just like put more emphasis on different letters and it and it's like, "Oh, it's a whole different name." Wow. Mm, you understand?
0: No, I think you're wrong.
1: All right, I'm glad you understand. Anyway, this is a movie I've wanted to check out for a while, um, to be honest, because I I always knew it was kind of, like, about an awkward girl who uh, has stuff done to her and then, like, kind of gets revenge, and it always, to me, sounded like May or um, any of those movies. I was into, like, Carrie, Excision, that type of stuff, so... Uh, didn't know it was 2005, that finally gave me a reason to watch it, and I really dug it, you know, it's about a shy, awkward girl who uh, kind of gets kicked on in school, and uh, she's really into witchcraft type stuff, um, one day she gets invited out with uh, some of the cool kids at the school, and it turns out to be for this uh, really mean prank, oh wait, no, she doesn't get invited out, she's like, the whole thing is kind of just like this set up prank thing, and all the kids are watching her. And then uh, one thing leads to another, and there's an accident, and it kind of does some I-know-what-you-did-last-summer type stuff for a minute. And then uh, the witchcraft stuff starts to take place. Um,
0: is it like a carry ripoff? I've seen it before, but it's... What year did that come out? 2005?
1: Yes, Survivor probably right seen it
0: in like 2007 or 8.
1: Yeah, it kind of is a carry ripoff, honestly. There's a, Like at the beginning, there's a lot of stuff that feels similar carry where you know she just kind of is a nobody has no friends and wants to fit in really bad and that type of stuff so uh yeah but i i liked this movie um it was pretty cool um the whole concept is you know she kind of comes back and she's different kind of reminds me like almost like ginger snaps in a way where like the character like transforms and it's like not really the same girl anymore and everyone knows something's up
0: um does she have like all kind of swagger now where she's like kind of yeah a, she's like big really deal. hot yeah that that's why you're getting the ginger snaps but yeah. because i
1: remember feeling that way too yeah it's definitely like that because the whole school is like what the heck is up with this girl now she's like noticeable um but yeah i really like this movie i gave this like an eight out of ten as well so
0: really wow I was thinking yeah. it was more like a six or something, but that that gives me, that gives me some hope. Dude, I like O
1: five. I'm sure everyone else who's like involved with this is like hating and pretending these are all sixes, but I actually really like. Maybe I just have nostalgia for the time period, or something. But I I don't know. I I mean turn.
0: I do too, honestly. I have nostalgia because that's really when. How old was I in O five?
1: Um.
0: Like fourteen or something.
1: Probably yeah.
0: Yeah, so you know, this was this was when I was like coming into my own and stuff, starting forming my own opinions and things. Right, coming into people's uh, twisted. So,
1: <laughs> I really, it, how many oh 5s have you watched? Um, I think twenty five. What? Yeah, I'm on it, dude. It's easy. It's just easy watching. It's not like seventy two where I get bored after two minutes and look at my phone.
0: Dude, I only watched like eight
1: like i'm having fun while you're over there watching suffered of the dead like i'm watching like not the go- see i keep going back and forth with ones that i've watched before and then ones like *Hammerah* that i've did never you get
0: watched wolf creek yet
1: no i i own that one i haven't seen that since i've only seen that movie once and it was like when i first started collecting like five years ago so i'm curious to watch that one again
0: did you think it was great back then
1: yeah, I, I felt I remember thinking it was really good. So I'm, that's one that I'm looking forward to seeing once again.
0: Yeah, it's it, that one. That one I would be surprised if it didn't make a couple lists.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Definitely. Uh. And then after that, as per my survive oh five, I watched Hide and Seek with Robert De Niro, Dakota Fanning, Amy Irving, and Elizabeth Shue. I believe her name is. Um. Have you ever seen this move?
0: No, but that was another one that I was thinking of, like, white noise.
1: <laughs> oh, no, this... Well... That's, no, this that's one's more psychological. That's one of more the ones I couldn't
0: come up with a title for. It. I was thinking of it, though.
1: Yeah, this one's more of a psychological movie. It's not, like, all ghostly like those other ones are, but... um do uh,
0: something about just the vibe of, like, those kind of movies that came out in, in that year. Like, I'm just... I don't know. They just. Ugh.
1: I see. I see. I do see, honestly. I know what you mean. Um, but. No, hide and a good move, in my opinion. Um. It's, uh, Robert De Niro. He, you know, him and his wife, they have this daughter. The daughter and the wife, you see, have a good relationship at the beginning, but then, uh the mom ends up passing away, uh, in a tragic type of way, and the daughter's really kind of screwed up by it, and, um, Robert De Niro's like, I'm gonna take her up to, you know, the woods, and just get her out of the city, and try to help her get through this, because he's actually a psychologist, so, um, you know, he thinks he can, like, help her out, but, so he brings her up there, and they kind of have this strange relationship, it's kind of, like, awkward, almost, it's like the mom's gone, and he's trying to compensate and like be sort of do stuff that the mom did and what having it and then one day she says she has this uh imaginary friend named charlie and she starts being like happier and being a little more open and stuff but then you see it's something sinister um but it's a good movie there's like a twist type of ending um my only thing is i feel like it doesn't really all make sense necessarily when the twist happens it kind of just feel it doesn't feel Super clever in the way it's done. Because it doesn't feel like it could have been realistic throughout the movie. But uh, other than that. I've always really dug hide and seek. Uh, this is another one I grew up watching. And um, I always thought it was kind of creepy. So always, I always thought it to be more of a thriller. But it definitely is horror. um So then after that. I've watched a... As per my, oh my god, I have to watch all these 2020 movies, oh god, I'm scared! I watched His House on Netflix. Um, because I saw people talking about it, and this one is essentially about, uh, these two refu- refugees who are, you know, in this, um, what do you call it, refugee place. They, like, survived. They, like you know. Like, a camp? Yeah, yeah, a camp. Um, they survived, like, they were on a boat, you see at the beginning, and, uh, they're now being held at this camp. And uh the people running it they go
0: to his house
1: uh yes, um, the people running it they uh say, "Hey, guess what? your good news is you're allowed to leave and go to his house, but th- there are stipulations um you know you'll have your house this house to live in for a while. You're not considered uh citizens. This is in london by the way they're they traveled to London, and they're trying to fit in there, and uh the people are like, you're not." qualified as citizens yet. You just kind of have to, you know, basically live in this house for a while. Um, not like destroy the house or anything. Don't have any friends over or, you know, throw any wild parties or, you know, there's just all these rules to it. And they're like really grateful and, uh, saying they're good people and whatnot. Then they go to the house and some spooky stuff starts to happen. Uh, I dug this movie quite a bit too. Um, I thought it was, had some creepy moments uh some unnerving parts to it and uh there are some moments where i kind of felt like i got a little bit confused maybe on what was going on but uh there's also some moments that are kind of sad and you really feel for this couple throughout it and that's kind of the big thing is they are like
0: how is the subgenre nothing about that sounded horror
1: no what, what it is horror it's like i just i said spooky stuff out like the house it's like there haunt,
0: it's a haunted house movie
1: like kind yeah a little bit it's like psychological slash like haunted i would say
0: okay
1: kind of like a mix in between um but yeah it's almost metaphorical uh i like this um i think it's good i would recommend it to people i gave that an 8 out of 10 um then after that I watched uh Leap of Faith William Freakin on The Exorcist from 2019 which just came out on Shutter 2020 uh and this is a documentary that is all just Will Freakin talking about uh the Exorcist and what inspired him to make it like all the movies that he saw growing up that just inspired him to become a filmmaker in general and then to what, what create the movies uh, don't ask me that question buddy they're like old old movies I'm trying to think of what the there was one in particular that he said really inspired him but I can't remember what it was and now I feel dumb and you have called me out <laughs> and I am stupid but he did I mean he does bring up other things throughout it like Psycho and uh what else a lot, of the, like, a lot of the movies aren't ones that I've seen. They're not, like, necessarily all horror movies is the thing. They're just, like, old movies from the 40s and stuff like that that he's like, yeah, I saw this in the theater and just the style of filmmaking really drew me in and um, that type of stuff. So they're not really things that I had heard about or anything like that. Um, uh, what, what is it? Citizen Kane was one that he kept going yeah, on about. It's like
0: an all-time classic.
1: Yeah, that's... Uh, one that he was kind of putting heavy emphasis on but i forget what the what the main one was that he said like really inspired him it was something to do with like possession i think back in the day but anyway um yeah it's kind of a it's a weird documentary cuz it's just all him you know it's not like other cast members talking about the movie it's just literally about him and what led to him making the film and what all had to go together to make the film and he's kind of talking about the other cast members and whatnot and uh the different places they filmed like you know the whole archaeological dig at the beginning uh he just really wanted to do that and then he said like there's a lot of moments where he'll zoom in on things and uh like just stuff that looks like it would be symbolic, but he says he swears like none of it was meant to mean anything. He just kind of thought it looked cool. And he's like, all these people interpret it different throughout the year. So it's really interesting. Um, I dug it, you know, it maybe gets a little bit, you kind of get a little sick of it. Cause it's like an hour and 40 minutes, I think. And it's just him kind of talking. So there are p- parts where I got a little disinterested, but other than that, I thought it was very intriguing. So Um, I gave that, like, a a 7.5 out of 10. Um, and then, lastly, as per my Survive 05, once again, I watched Feast, um, just watched this last night, popped it on while I was doing my puzzle, not gonna lie, um, I feel like I just watched this recently, like, last year, so, um, it's kind of fresh in my memory anyway, but, uh, I like Feast, it's a fun little, uh, creature feature type of movie where they're all stuck in this bar and, uh, you know, all of a sudden some dude shows up and he's like i'm the one who's gonna save your ass and then he does not and you have all these different characters that they yeah it's
0: funny because they're they're doing like a meta thing where they're introducing the different archetypes and yeah but they're going against the norm Mm
2: -hmm.
0: which is really fun yeah feast that you know what that how that movie's background right
1: i i don't remember honestly
0: Uh, it was part of Project Greenlight. Do you remember that? No. Project Greenlight was, like, a reality TV show, um, where it was, like, a competition where people, um, you know, made movies and and tried to, uh, get their film off the ground, and whoever won was supposed to, um get a wide release from the Weinsteins and and it that, that's the people who won was Feast
2: nice and it, they it ended
0: up not getting a wide release they kind of lied about that but oh really it, it was part of Project Greenlight it was probably the most successful thing to come off because I think they did like three or four seasons but that's like the only one that was like you no know, Mm
1: yeah well it's a it's a good move um I have that in a three pack with the other feast movies, which I've only seen those two once, and I don't really care to ever watch again um but yeah, I do they're like
0: they're a lot different than the first one
1: yeah um I gave the uh I give it like a seven and a half out of ten so
0: feast yeah um, i li- I like feast a lot i think I actually think that has a chance to make my list
1: yeah it's it's definitely up there i mean um it's good. There's a lot of just interesting characters in it and a lot of kind of shocking moments
0: mm-hmm. in
1: it. And gross out stuff like that dude that's like just rotting away throughout the movie. That's disgusting. Yeah, and that um, one
0: monster like like rapes that girl's
1: face. Yeah. Face rape. But that is all of what I watched and I guess I shall talk about my blind spot as it was my turn this week. Um, and the blind spot that I got was Clerks from 1994.
0: Oh, what a coincidence. You know Jace J from J and Bob is in Feast.
1: Um, was he? Yeah.
0: He has short hair, I think. The, b- the blonde, short-haired dude.
1: Oh. No, I didn't realize that.
0: Yeah. He well, that hair, was... Really.
1: I see, I see. Well, it was also a weird coincidence, because... Well, I guess it makes sense. Like, the trailer before um, Feast came on, there was a trailer for Clerks 2 on it, and I'd always seen that trailer, and then I was like, oh, now I finally get it, because it's like, the trailer's pretty much just Jay and Silent Bob standing there, and, like, Jay's doing weird stuff, and Bob's in the back around, like, smoking a cigar or something, and then, like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, in Clerks 2, when the, he the the trailer's, like, he opens up the garage or the storefront and it's like all on Wait, fire. Wait, maybe
0: he isn't in that movie.
1: Why are you looking it up?
0: Yeah, I, I don't see him here.
1: Oh, well, they played a trailer for Clerks 2 on...
0: Oh, yeah, no, he is in here. He's okay. He plays edgy cat slash himself. Edgy okay. cat.
1: I see, I see.
0: Oh, I think, you know what, I, I think he, he's one of the people that dies right at the beginning of the movie.
1: Oh, Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't, I didn't even, like, know to pick up on that. But, anyway, yeah, my, uh, blind spot this week is The Comedy Clerks from 1994 by old Kevin Smith, um, and this movie is in black and white, and essentially, uh, there's not much to the plot, really, it's just, uh, a day in the lives of these clerks, um, you know, one runs like this convenience store and then you got this other dude who runs uh, the movie store and uh, it's just kind of going through their life and uh, a typical day for them. You know, you just have scenes of them hanging out. You have scenes of the one dude getting harassed by this guy who's trying to make people not buy cigarettes. And then there's a whole part where they play hockey on the roof. There's parts where um the girlfriend's like involved. And then you also are seeing the guy uh, who runs the videotape store. Um, you know, you get some moments with him as well. So whole movie, and then it all kind of comes together. But that's pretty much the whole movie. You know, it's just um a day in the life. And at first, I thought I was going to hate this move, but then I enjoyed it. it I'm actually, actually
0: surprised you liked it as much as you did.
1: Yeah, it was actually pretty funny because um, I just didn't think like when it starts out, I'm just like, oh, God, like this isn't going to appeal to me at all. But then I was laughing out loud at a few parts. I mean, there's some good stuff like the, I mean, that guy, the guy who's like saying like every single person who goes in there, first of all, they're all like, can I get a pack of cigarettes, which I find funny because they're not asking for a brand or anything. Just everyone's like, can I get a pack of cigarettes? And that's it. And then the dude's all like, he's like, "Hey, stop spending money on cigarettes." And then all, before you know, he has like this mob around him, like, or um, you know, this group of people listening to him, and he's like, "You wouldn't pay someone to kill you." And then you have all these background noises, like, "Right, yeah, right," and it's like real funny. And um, th- there's just a lot of funny stuff. Then there's a part where uh, the one dude's like talking to his girlfriend, who uh, he asks how many guys she slept with, and it's like three. And then it turns out she sucked 37 dicks, though, and that doesn't count. And that was funny. And it and and, and then she's mad at him because he slept with all these girls. It reminds me of my buddy because she keeps calling him a pig. <laughs> and you're a pig. Yeah. So that part really reminded me of you.
0: They call and, you
1: J-Pig.
0: Um, they don't call yeah. you J-Pig for nothing.
1: Right. Uh, um, but yeah, there's not
0: uh, much to it, but it's funny. Well, it's one of those films that, like, there was sort of a movement of films that came out in the early 90s, uh, which Clerks White came out in 94. You figure um, Quentin Tarantino's uh, Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction are on the horizon. and what, I think uh, Pulp Fiction, what did that come out, 95, 6, 4. Oh, but Pulp Fiction, it just came out. And Reservoir Dogs came out in, what, like, 1990. 92 uh so um it was really a a change in movies and like the way movies were done like independently um very dialogue heavy film yeah like what is clerks a bunch of guys talking for an hour and a half
1: yeah it literally is they're talking about their future and just all kinds of random stuff that yeah. seems realistic
0: and and Kevin Smith is really good at writing dialogue. I do think he pushes it sometimes and goes a little over the top and it gets too comedic sometimes, but like when he's on, he's like really on with his writing mm-hmm. and you know Tarantino and Kevin Smith are two people that, although very different in terms of films and film quality I've always kind of felt similar feelings when watching their movies and it's like about the dialogue. Like the dialogue draws me in. Mm -hmm. And uh yeah, pretty cool story how Kevin Smith made that movie. I told you about it before where he basically just uh he was in film school, I think he left and he had a little bit money left over and he put that into a film and just maxed out a bunch of credit cards. Uh he just kept applying for credit cards and uh he worked at a video store and then they would call there call his boss for a reference and they're like does kevin smith really make a hundred grand a year in a video store and he would just pretend to be his boss and he's like yep <laughs> <laughs> so he kept sending these credit cards he just made the movie which is a huge gamble
1: yeah he could have ruined his entire life
0: yep but he is a pretty big success i mean he his podcast is one of the biggest podcasts out there
1: yes of course
0: and um you know he he's made I mean, he's made a lot of movies, right? Yeah. Like, let me look at his filmography real quick. So Kevin Smith, he's made, in terms of directing, he has 30 credits. Now, some of them are TV and stuff, but okay, so he started off with Clerks and then Mall Rats. Have you seen Mall Rats? No. It's like another Clerks, but in a mall, pretty much. Hmm. <laughs> jay and silent bob are in that one too um chasing amy which i've never seen dogma which is ridiculous and funny jay and silent bob strike back uh jersey girl clerks 2 zach and mary make a porno which is probably one of my favorites have you seen that one no that one was filmed around here buddy
1: really yep
0: uh in Monroeville.
1: oh yeah yep pretty sure
0: yeah um and that one is seth rogan yep. and uh elizabeth banks and it's actually a pretty funny concept uh basically two best friends decide to like they're they're kind of um not able to meet ends meet anymore so they're like what if we made a porno like and they're like well think about it if somebody in your high school made a porno wouldn't you buy it and uh, so they, they start making this porno and they kind of fall in love type thing Ooh, jeez yeah it's pretty good though and uh, it's it's filmed around Pittsburgh and Monroeville area uh, and then he made Cop Out then he made Red State which is my favorite Kevin Smith movie Yep. yep it's a horror film
1: I've never
0: seen any of these uh, and then Tusk, which is pretty fun. I really enjoyed Tusk. Tusk, which is part of the Great white North or the Great North what is it white North Great White North trilogy, which is uh, supposed to be three films. Uh, the second of that trilogy is Yoga Hosers, which was okay. Um, it stars his daughter and Johnny Depp's daughter he, he named his daughter Harley Quinn. what? yeah his daughter's name is harley quinn oh no yeah but it was like before like obviously she's like 20 so it was like before everybody loved harley quinn
1: yeah and it became Um, annoying
0: yeah uh, and johnny depp's daughter is what is her name something jamie depp or something (laughs) i have no idea (laughs) uh uh lily rose depp oh yeah and they're pretty good together they're fun uh, they're pretty good friends, I hear, in real life, but, anyway, uh, and then, after that, uh, recently, he did, uh, the, uh, well, he did the Holidays segment, um, he did the Halloween one from Holidays, and then, the most recent film, uh, came out last year, was Jalen, Jane Bob Reboot, which I haven't seen, but I hear he's working on, a couple of films one being uh the third film to the great white north trilogy which is moose jaws which is basically jaws but with a moose oh um and i think he's doing another horror film two and then he's doing clerks three so quite a career from kevin smith i think he's retired like three times yeah yeah he had a heart attack a while back almost died and then he lost he like lost a ton of weight afterwards like he started he went vegan and all this stuff
1: yeah Yeah, but he's not, he, he's not that old
0: no but he was really fat yeah he was born it's in 1970 watching,
1: watching this move um it's weird cause they keep saying like yeah 22 like we're 22 and I'm thinking like there's no way these guys are 22 and then i looked it up and i was like that would have been their age then and that wow. made me feel old because i'm 23 wow
0: yeah so all right so that's it for you um we only have a couple 10, oh eight out of ten pretty good rating i haven't watched that in years but i I've, i wanted to pick up all the kevin smith films on blu-ray eventually but i just never got around to it uh one of probably one of my more favorite non-horror directors Even though Mm -hmm. he's kind of dabbling in horror again. Um, now. And then, like, obviously Quentin Tarantino is my favorite non-horror director. But anyway, uh, what do we have here?
1: Guess we should get into your blind spot.
0: Yes, my blind spot. Uh, we only have a few of these left. Um, we may, I don't know, we may actually stop like we're not gonna get to all 14 i think we have like seven shows left how many do you have left and how many do i have left
1: um let me see um two three four Four. i have four and uh you have one five i think yeah You would have, like, one more. So we have
0: seven shows left, so that should be around... After I do this one, then it would be three more each. So, oh, wait, we should hit it then, right? Because we put one extra in. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I think we we may finish just right with one left over. Um, So, my blind spot we did this actually off air because i needed extra time
1: oh i thought we were going to be fake and pretend to do it
0: (laughs) no uh Uh, and it it came up et which i'm actually pretty happy about i have not seen et ever so yes that's what blind spot's supposed to to be now the only thing i'm gonna say this i may not review it on this next episode i know that i'm being a dick with with keep pushing it mine back and making you do yours on time but First of we, all, you
1: don't make... I just don't need time off. You don't make me do anything.
0: Like, I just well, here, have here's, time. Here's the reason why. Because E.T. is available on 4K. And I planned on buying it whenever I it came up. But unfortunately, it came up here on a short week where we're recording in, like, three days. So, either... Either I push it off or I edit watch it me. in later before we release the episode Oh. because i want to watch it on 4k since it's on 4k there's no reason really not to you know Mhm. so that's what that's why i'm gonna go to walmart on friday and see if they have it they did before but i don't think they do now so if they don't then i'll just order it on amazon and i'll i might push it back a week so that i can watch it on 4k
1: good for you buddy anything to fit your schedule
0: okay so with that said uh let's get into our featured review which is what
1: the dark and the wicked from 2020 and the dark and the wicked is about on a secluded farm in a nondescript rural town a man is slowly dying his family gathers to mourn and soon a darkness grows marked by waking nightmares and a growing sense that something evil is taking over the family okay so.
0: as, as usual um we will not be spoiling this review so uh i can tell you right now this is going to be a short one because there's not a ton we could say about the movie without really just giving away what the movie is
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh directed by brian Bertino. Who you might know from a little film from 2008 called The Strangers.
1: Yeah, I keep forgetting about that. That's kind of such a, seems like such a different movie. I mean, they're both like, kind of have that slow burn atmosphere, I guess. I actually think
0: this movie is more similar to The Strangers than any other film he did.
1: What else did he
0: do? So, The Strangers, uh, pretty much almost a classic by today's standard, I would say. Um, mm. like in terms of like how much people like it uh I'm a big fan i I like it as well, and uh, the dark and the wicked i I think is very similar in tone um yeah, to the strangers, and I'll explain why later uh but his second film ever was like five or six years after the strangers and it was Mockingbird, and I thought it was pretty bad
1: yeah, I wait. I'm trying
0: there's like a clown on the cover with blue and red face paint
1: no i don't think i think i might have like gone to watch that a few times and then just didn't i don't think i ever saw it
0: i think i gave it like a five out of ten or something it had moments but i think it might be a found footage film okay um that one wasn't too good and then 2016 um a little bit of an honorable mention in my 2016 list was the monster which was about the mother-daughter who crashed their car and there's like a monster outside. Um, but the I think the mother is like a former addict.
1: Okay, okay.
0: That one was really decent. Nice. Um, and then The Dark and the Wicked. So this he's directed four films. I think The Strangers is his best and I think mm. The Dark and the Wicked is his second best, followed by The Monster.
1: Yeah, uh, I gotta say, this was a pretty good film. Um, As I mentioned, it is a slow burn, a very slow burn, but it has such a sense of, like, just dread and eeriness. Dread,
0: dread, dread, dread. dread. This movie is covered. It's filthy with dread. I don't know... A lot of it is just how it's shot and the score. Mm -hmm. Like, these slow, looming shots... Of just dread, like I almost feel like I need to rewatch it to appreciate the the shots, so I can call them out. Because, like you know, I don't take notes, which yeah. is it's bad and good for me. It's bad because I can't remember specifics ever, but it's good because I'm always invested in the movie, which is what's most important to me. That's why I can't take notes. Um, but like just just as it's shot like a a lot of low angles there's a lot of like far away angles there's a lot of um like just like creepy angles like just the the it just i don't know like the the even the i guess the color correction and stuff everything seems washed out and pale there's no color in the movie
1: Yeah, even like the dialogue between, like, you know, you have a brother and sister that's kind of the primary characters in it, they're very, like, just, they seem very real to life, they say stuff like nothing, and like, you know, abbreviate words, and they just seem very depressing, especially the sister, and that just kind of adds to, like, the dread for me, is like how sort of gloomy they are as characters. Um, and then you have this very, like, ominous type of score and stuff kind of going on throughout the film as well that's, uh works really good for it. Um, and there's actual scares in the movie, too, you know? It's not just, like, pure slow burn and it's all in your head. There's actually a few creepy moments. There was one that I actually jumped at, and then there's one that was just really sort of unsettling for me to look at that I appreciated. So, uh, I definitely think
0: this is a good move yeah no me too i think that the performances are good uh the it's scored very well i like i actually really like the slow burn pace in this one because it 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 makes you have time to fear and the key with slow burn is you can't just be slow right that burn part matters because some things are just slow i always picture like a a rope or a wick right like a candle wick
1: i was just gonna say that and whenever you
0: light it and it's just burning slowly but like if you don't light it then it's just it's just there and it's just going slow (laughs) there has to be some a flame on it um like you have to feel like it's it's burning to something and
1: I will say like when I first started watching this I was like oh this movie you could tell right away it's going to be super slow so I was like I hope I can like get into this but then like I, I actually paused it a few times and like went back and then I was like just because I was just super into it and I didn't want to miss a moment of it so it does really captivate you and pull you into the story and just you're along for the dreadful ride that it is just a very depressing type of film. Well,
0: like, one scene in particular, and it happens early on, that I I saw and I was like, why did this affect me so much? It's the scene with the carrots.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Now, I've seen that particular thing happen in horror films. Not exactly that way, but the, the outcome of what is happening. Uh, probably a hundred times over the years, uh, dealing with that particular injury. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that so many times, yet for some reason, that one really got under my skin.
1: I think it's because, because it did to me too. Actually, I think I watched this like a week or so ago at this point, but I think you and I were on the phone and then that part happened. And then in my head, I was like, I got to rewind this shit. So that was one of the parts where I rewound. And I think the reason it's disturbing is because it keeps going on. It's not just like a quick thing. Like there's more to it, and it gets it's very kind of graphic in the way it shows it, so I was really bothered by that as well,
0: yeah, yeah, i mean it's it's oh boy, I don't know, it's kind of an intense movie, uh definitely one of my favorite watches of the year so far uh this is the type of movies that I'm looking forward forward to, you know, the ones that kind of come out of nowhere. I didn't never hear anything about this movie beforehand, mm until people started watching it, and, and stuff like that, and, I don't know, man, I just, I think that this movie has this creepy, dready feeling that I, I dig in horror, and, uh, scary, too, there's some really scary scenes in this movie.
1: Yeah, definitely, Um... and,
0: you know, there's a lot of, like, in terms of the more headier stuff you have like this suppression of grief and and guilt and stuff like that that's involved here um the jump scares are good because like a lot of the jump scares are not that traditional like you know staring at something and then ah you know pops out at you and and things loud noise and stuff they're more like you just see something scary as as hell you know
1: (laughs) yeah Yeah, those are my favorite types because those are the ones that, like, give me a mini heart attack and I just wasn't prepared. Because as you know, I like to cover my eyes while watching movies.
0: But I can't
1: if I don't know it's coming.
0: Now, you know, there is... The only problem that I really have with this movie is there's some iffy CGI in it.
1: I would agree. That's kind of... Like, I wish it was just a little bit less because it took me out of the realisticness of it and it took me out of the scare factor to it. I was like... Uh, yeah you have to have scares in it but you could have i don't know if used makeup or i don't know there's just a lot of i didn't think it was necessary kind of for this type of film
0: yeah and another thing that i'll say is that what, what something i like about some horror movies is when they use very very dark blood almost black like, the blood in this film is almost freaking black in scenes. And I, I've always liked that kind of mm. blood. So, yeah, I don't know. You want to get into ratings or, or letterboxd reviews? Because I don't really want to give away much about this movie. Just check it out if you haven't seen it. I think it's one of the better horror films of the year.
1: Yeah, I would say it's definitely a contender for the top ten. So, uh, yeah, I'll get into some letterbox reviews. Um, A lot of mixed opinions on this movie and... I guess it makes sense because slow burns I feel like a lot of people just don't like them and that's all there is to it uh but I'll read a positive four star review by Adam and Adam's favorite moves are which I like his favorite films say 12 hour shift which just came out <laughs> scare me spontaneous which looks super super lame and uh tales of Halloween so kind of yeah I do iffy.
0: got a whack favorite films list
1: yeah um, but it says there's a distinct difference between old people are scary and growing old is scary. The dark and the wicked understands this and that's why it works. A lot of these reveals wouldn't work as well in a lesser film but thanks to top notch sound design a lot of discordant strings, wonderful cinematography, restrained and genuine performances, this is one of the year's best horror films. Good review. Was- yeah one of the only competent reviews and then there is a two and a half star review by travis stevens which he does say nice things about it and then so, he gets it
0: yeah well two and a half isn't really a negative review
1: i know but there's not really
0: so i mean, I mean that ki- speaks to how good the film is then that you're having trouble finding negative reviews
1: there are negative reviews but they're not like good reviews like some people just gave it two stars and said like one word and that's it that's <laughs> the issue uh Like, there are actually a few two-star reviews on here, but again, I think those people really idiots. Anyway, but this one's two and a two-and-a-half, and it's, like, actually a review. It says, well, first, first, first. Travis Stevens, let's see. His favorite films are Rocky. Good Tech The Texas Chainsaw Massacre original. The best move. Helvec. I have no idea what that is. Um, never heard and of it. what'd
0: you say? I said uh, never heard of it.
1: Yeah, me neither. I don't even know. I think it's just called Helvetica, but the poster has A B C D of Doodlela. Anyway, and then the cook, the thief, his wife, and her lover. That sounds atrocious.
0: Um, no, I hear. Th- I think that's a good movie, actually.
1: No, buddy, it's not. Anyway, um, so his review is the craftsmanship is definitely impressive the primary location is designed and shot so beautifully it's hard to tell if the farmhouse is a meticulously built set a lucky location find or a mix of both this is the first act of the wizard of oz desaturated in both color and the rural accents to convey just how worn out life in these parts is it's a well-built movie seamless despite the reclaimed wood and bits salvaged from other horror movies And that's the gnawing feeling that grew stronger as the movie progressed. These well-shot and staged images, um, and he goes on to, like, name a bunch of aspects to the film, uh, which I don't want to name because I don't want to give away a bunch of aspects to the film, but basically, like, a bunch of things that he finds to be, like, tropes, I guess. It felt a bit like a facade from a ride at Disneyland where the appropriate items are meticulously placed and dressed to evoke a world, but it's a world you know is only front-facing. The sound design was active and interesting, even when low in the mix. It bubbled with information, another testament to the skill of the people, involved with making it. So basically this guy's uh, critique was that he felt like all the disturbing imagery and stuff you get throughout the movie... Is stuff that you've seen before in other movies. That's his big thing. And he feels like it's, like, tapered into this movie and, like, not cohesive.
0: Let's see. Yeah, not really a fan of that guy. Yeah, uh, screw him. So, let's... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So, alright, let's go to our ratings. Um, Who wants to go first?
1: Well, buddy, there's only two of us, so... I guess I shall go.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: I enjoyed the film. Um and i recommend everyone check it out for sure for themselves i gave it an eight and a half out of ten
0: awesome okay uh i loved it and i think that it is really good i honestly may even i'm not a huge rewatcher, but i may i feel like this is going to be one of those on the cusp films where it might make my list it might not make my list depending on you know how is it raining yes it is how am i gonna get my batteries
1: you're not getting your batteries. yes
0: i am that's uh, not
1: a thing we're joking about that no no fire. no We're
0: coming for the batteries in no. fact how about you bring them to me
1: no you're not letting me don't try to stop trying to make things sound like a treat
0: <laughs> anyway um sorry for the rain it's, it's really loud uh but yeah, so uh it's one of those on the cusp films. I may it may make my list, it may not. So maybe I'm not a huge rewatcher, but maybe the second view day will be the key here. So I might check it out again uh as the time uh to watch to you know make lists gets closer. Uh so yeah, I'm giving it an eight and a half out of ten.
1: That's what I gave it, buddy.
0: Right, yeah. Which is By the way, that is my highest rating this year so far.
1: Are you serious? Yes. Alright, dude.
0: Yeah, I've been honest. I don't think this year is that good.
1: Wait, are Um, you saying I haven't been honest?
0: Yes. Why? I'm just kidding. I'm not saying you're not being honest. I'm just saying, like, you know, I have have a handful of eights and eight and a halves, and, and some of them that are eights i might bump to an eight and a half some eight and a half so i might lower to an eight you know i do that a lot because i digest things and think about things more uh maybe something goes to a nine i don't know
1: yeah um, i do these things too buddy i'm a very um professional podcaster
0: yeah okay so next week uh we're gonna tackle another 2020 film we're probably gonna be well shit we've always done 2020 film talking about (laughs) um yeah so you know another brand new film here i think it just came out uh last month holy crap it's loud
1: i was gonna tell you i didn't hear it and now i hear it
0: yeah uh the wolf of snow hollow yes and uh (laughs) dude it's so is it loud for you
1: it is now it wasn't yeah i but it's not raining where I am, which is okay. eight minutes
0: away from you. R- really? Yeah, I don't oh, think. I
1: don't
0: yeah. hear anything. Okay, really quickly. Terror grips a small mountain town. His bodies are discovered after each full moon. Mm-hmm. Losing sleep, raising a teenage daughter, and caring for his ailing father, Officer Marshall struggles to remind himself there's no such thing as werewolves. <gasps> so that's what we're going to cover next week. I've heard good things about it. Looking forward to it. And uh, again, check out those two shows that I mentioned, Horror Movie Weekly uh, and Movies in 4K. I will leave links in the description. As always, check us out on all the pod places and, uh, you know, follow us on Letterboxd, which we are a huge fan of. Yes, we are. Alright, anything else?
1: Uh, No, I think that will do it. Alright,
0: we'll see you guys next week. I hope I don't die in a monsoon here. Until then, peace out. Peace.